Hired by faith, driven by results, it's the Compassion Network Podcast with Tia Ramey. Thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Network, where we discuss leadership from the perspective of faith. I'm your host, Tia Ramey, and I'm excited to introduce to you my network of compassionate friends around the state of Ohio that have made changing lives their business. Tonight, I'm pleased to introduce you to a woman that has taken the terms Christian leadership to the next level. Director Ruth McNeil is one of the most dynamic women in the faith that I know advocating for religious liberties in the state of Ohio. You may need to take a second guess whether or not you understand the terms separation between church and state when you're around this woman, because if you don't get it, you will by the time she's done. Director Ruth McNeil, welcome to the Compassion Network. Hi, Tia. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience tonight. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for coming. Why don't you tell us what you guys are up to these days amid COVID-19 at CCV? <laughs> well, for those who aren't familiar with that, um, <clears throat> uh, with CCV and what that means, Citizens for Community Values is Ohio's statewide Christian public policy organization. We are a nonprofit, nonpartisan family policy council, and we advocate for public policy that reflects the truth of the gospel. Our main issues at the State House, which is, we say, is our mission field, are issues of faith, family, and freedom. So we take a look at the, um, at the legislation that is before the General Assembly. We shine the spotlight of the gospel on it. And those areas of legislation, those bills, that are pending that would in any way um, um, infringe upon or restrict religious freedom, liberties, faith, and family, we would um, aggressively, uh, with respect, um, uh, lobby against those bills. Conversely, those pieces of legislation that would support and enhance and affirm family, Uh, faith, family, and freedom, we would be equally as um, passionate in um, advancing those public policy issues. So for many in the body of Christ in Ohio um, who don't know that we exist, we really are the church's lobbyists, if you will, and um, or at least Christians lobbyists is who we are. And so that's what we're doing. And currently you asked about COVID-19 and what we're doing. So while the legislature is currently at a stalemate, um, has been, in in other words, frozen, if you will, because of COVID-19 put on lockdown, um, then at the same time, at the same time, the church has has been, um, there's been a great need for the church to um, respond to the community, respond to their parishioners. And the church itself is having to um, um, operate differently than they, than they used to. So we at CCV citizens for community values have shifted a little bit of our, of our focus and are responding to the needs of pastors and um, faith leaders throughout the state of Ohio, helping them understand 
this COVID-19, how it impacts their ministries, helping them to identify where they can find resources, services for their members and their communities. So um, we've, we've shifted a little bit, but nonetheless, uh, we are still that um, salt and light in the earth in the state of Ohio. That's incredible. And, you, and I don't know that I would ever have known that such services were available for the church. I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about it, you know, growing up in church. And I didn't know that there were Christian lobbyists and the people that do the work that you guys do. It's, it's really incredible uh, what I see you all do in communities every single day. Uh, I also know that you have a pretty awesome career. So can you tell us a little bit about your professional background and how your faith has led you to this point? Wow. Yeah, so as I I thought about that question, um, what came to mind was like the children of Israel. You know how it took the children of Israel many years to um, get to um, their land of milk and honey. Well, it took quite a few years, almost a lifetime, to get to where I am now. And um, that is as the director of church relations with Citizens for Community Values. And on a daily basis, what I do is build relation, build a coalition of pastors who um, serve the legislature. We pray for the legislators. Um, we, we're praying even now weekly for legislators. We do it via conference call. And so we build a coalition of pastors throughout the state of Ohio who will engage um, and um, support legislation that um, actually is that that upholds faith family and freedom so um, how did I get here to this to this work uh, it, it started some years ago but um, I would say that I made it um, here with the leading and guiding and directing of the Holy Spirit I, I can't take really any credit for it my I think my part in getting here, if I had a part, was there were the moments and seasons of seeking and listening and obeying the voice of the Lord um, as he was, you know, kind of steering me unbeknownst to my own self. Um, when I went to college, my goal was to become the next Barbara Walters. And um, the scripture says, many are the plans of man, but God orders his steps. And so he ordered my steps right to the door of CCV, and so I've had a career of corporate America and a career in the legal field as well as um, in um, government, worked for a member of Congress, a governor here in Ohio, county um, auditor, even um, had a wonderful career um, in community relations at a local public library um, system here in Central Ohio. But the thread throughout all of them has always been engagement with the community and helping the community um, facilitate, helping them understand how to um, navigate through systems and um, and empowering communities. So, uh, in in addition to just um, the spirit of the Lord really leading me a series of phone calls um, from champions and sponsors uh, have always come my way. And um, I think that my part in 
facilitating those calls coming my way over the years has been service. I've always served the church. I've always served in the community and in civic um, civic arena, as well as public service. The, um, you know, we all know that scripture that says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And I think it's really important for um, Christians to understand that service is a part of our life. So we don't serve out of convenience or recognition or reward. I never did. I always served where there was a need, uh, where I was equipped <laughs> to um, to contribute to that, to where the need yeah. was, um, and to not hold back. You know, I'm not one that will hold back on giving even beyond what is expected. So it's those kind that that character, those those character traits. And my belief system that really has gotten me to where I am. That's incredible. I I have a question about um, just like you said, you wanted to be the next Barbara Walters in your mind and your plan for your life. And I can totally relate to that. I was supposed to be the next Coco Chanel and God had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, did did you make that transition uh, from, you know, what you wanted to be to what God wanted you to do, uh, kicking and screaming, or was it just kind of a natural flow of events for you? No, it was not kicking and screaming. It really was. It was like I was following crumbs, you know, like Dorothy, following the yellow brick road. One thing led to another. So, you know, I started my career, I actually did start working in, at a local television station, which which um, led to me becoming engaged with the local um, NAACP, and that started my community and civic engagement work here in Central Ohio. Along the way, the you know, I was, um, I'm originally from Baltimore, and I was here in Ohio on my own. I didn't have family to fall back on. And starting out in television, I was not making um, money. And so I needed to shift and, and increase my earnings and an opportunity to work for J.C. Penney and their management program came along through a relationship at my church at the time. And I found myself being a manager or a buyer for J.C. Penney. I wasn't kicking and screaming with that because I've always loved fashion. So it was like, wow, I'll, I get to do this and get paid for it at the same time. Little did I know that that was building community service, my public service, my communication skills, my interpersonal skills. And so I had a seven-year wonderful career there. I saw the handwriting on the wall that my work was becoming more automated and the ability to actually buy at the local level was, was being restricted. And I began to think about what my skill sets were. I had always been told by my family members, oh, you're going to be a lawyer one day. I like the law. I like justice. So I thought I would um, go to law school and um, I started with, being a paralegal, when I graduated from Capital Law School um, paralegal program, I immediately was swooped up by um, a local attorney who at the time was also a state representative. 
So again, this whole notion of government was, uh, I started tracking along that, again, the law, justice, government. I literally got a phone call from a member of Congress, um, Deborah Price, and asked if, um, if, if I would be interested in becoming a, um, a, a district um, liaison. And I said, sure. My goodness, who gets a call from a member of Congress? <laughs> and wow. that gave me the opportunity to become a, the outreach coordinator at her office in addition to constituent liaison. I, it, I could just go on and on and on about how from a phone call, from a, um, from a friend, it just, it just kind of happened, but, but it happened like breadcrumbs. And so I will say to, to people, particularly to Christians, your gift will make room for you. Remain humble. The scripture says, what does God require of you, O man, but to do justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. And when you do these things and you are, you give of yourself and you really let the Holy Spirit do the leading, guiding, and direct you, directing you, your path, he will order your steps. And, and it will come together. For me, like I said at the beginning, it, it, it's taken almost a lifetime um, for me to get to the doorsteps of CCV. But the experience that I've learned over the way, the relationships that I've built along the way, the wisdom that I've, I've accumulated along the way, the humility that I, I, ha- I have developed um, through <laughs> lots of trials and tribulations have all made me the better for such a time as this. That is so good. You sound, you just had this uh, wonderful experience of, of walking through the doors that were open to you. I wish I was that smart at the time. Um, you know, you were, you sound like you're more like a David. I was a Jonah. <laughs> the Lord well, had stopped okay. me right in my tracks, but you know, I, I I made it nevertheless. Eventually, you know, eventually I did things his way. <laughs> that's but, um, all that matters. That's all that matters. It it was it was to my own um, betterment to to realize just how much in control God truly is. That's that's what I learned from that experience. Uh, but you know, there's one thing I I was so excited to talk to you about tonight and. Uh, what I really, really wanted to talk to you is if you can really kind of help us unpack a little bit the separation between church and state, because in my time working with the faith-based community, I hear a lot of people uh, are quite conflicted uh, between their Christianity and, and sometimes how they should vote or how they should get involved with government. You know, uh, can you just kind of explain what that means so that way, you know, we can find that there's clarity and uh, in, in how a Christian should interact with government and the law. Sure. So, first of all, there's this misnomer, um, a false narrative out there about separation of church and state. Plus, I want to make it clear that that statement itself does not exist in the Constitution. It was a letter that, um, it was a statement by President uh, Jefferson to the um, Danbury Baptist Association, their question really was concerned. They were concerned, this, this Baptist Association was concerned that the president or that the government could 
um, invoke itself or usurp the rights of the church. And Jefferson was saying there that, in fact, he agreed that there should be some autonomy there between the two, that the government should not in any way infringe upon the consciousness of the of 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 the faith community to um to act in ways that were in accordance to their consciousness and that the government shouldn't create a um an institution here's what it means in terms of separation of states it means that government can't make itself a deity and require that the people worship it that that was the intent because in um england it it was happening that the church was like the God, you know, and people had to um, accept that particular church. It was the government. It was the church. The church and the government were one and the same. And that is not the case here in America. We have two separate bodies. And so um, Congress shall make no law establishing a religion. Conversely, it can't it can't restrict the free exercise of religion either. And so there is more that believers can do as it relates to being engaged in civic government affairs than what they can't do. Um, and so that's, that's the key for, for the faith community to understand that it is freedom of religion not freedom from religion. There was a question asked, is it unethical for Christians to influence legislation? Well, absolutely not. Neither the Bible or the Constitution say that a person gives up their civic citizenship when they become a follower of Christ. You don't. No more than Mm -hmm. when you when someone becomes, you know, joins a sorority or a fraternity, you don't give up your citizenship because you become a, because you, because you become affiliated with that organization. And so Christians, you know, if, if you think about it, Christians are very much so sought after. Candidates for office show up at churches all the time, vying for the vote. And, um, even, you know, there's even um, the, the, the former president of the United States established through executive order an office of faith-based and community initiatives. And it has stood the test of, of legal um, challenges. Even to today, Ohio's office of governor's office of faith-based and community initiatives is a model in the nation. And so what... Christians need to understand is that they are Christians, yes. They are followers of Christ. They are also citizens of the United States of America with all the rights and privileges. So you can't have taxation without representation, (laughs) which means that you have to be engaged. Legislation are laws by which citizens are ruled. And so Christians have to abide by those laws. 
And if they have to abide by those laws, therefore they ought to have a say in what those laws are. So they should not be afraid to speak up, get to know the, their elected office holders, engage. Office, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that it's, yeah. uh, because, yeah, so you have to be engaged because when you're not, a small minority of people are dictating what the majority have to live by. And I'd rather be the small minority Christian that are dictating because I know that when righteousness rules, the people rejoice. But if we're silent as Christians, then we have to suffer whatever the laws require. And so that's why it's important for us to be engaged, to get involved, and to really understand this, that just because they are Christians, they do not lose their citizenship. They are full-fledged American citizens with all rights and, and privileges to, um, to speak up and to advocate for their families, for their communities, for their nation. It is imperative that we do this. I really appreciate you saying that. I used to uh, be very, very conflicted about, you know, whether or not I should allow my uh, my religious background that I subscribe to impact how I voted. But then I thought, well, how do I separate myself, you know, my politics from my religion? How can I possibly even do the two? You know, no one separates themselves from their values. And I, I think it's sometimes strange that religious people are expected to do that. Um, right. When they are voting that we're, you know, we are, we are supposed to be different uh, for the sake of voting than anyone else. I think that everyone is advocating for what they believe to be is right. And I don't see how we're any different. So it is important that we represent the values that matter most to us. So thank you for explaining that. Um, I would love to just, you know, if you can pack, unpack for us a little bit, what influence your faith has on your skills as a leader, um, because we do talk a lot about leadership on the Compassion Network, and, and I've seen you exhibit that quite a bit. And guys, you know, I've seen Director McNeil, she will break out into full song. <laughs> um, very radical, very dynamic, very bold. So can you just kind of talk to us about how your faith inspires your leadership? Well, again, the scripture, thank you, Tia, for that. Um, the scripture says that your gift will make room for you and put you before great men. Um, and it is so true. When we, when we surrender our, our minds, our will, and our emotions, that soul man, <laughs> as well as our body and our spirit to the will of the Lord, doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. But when we do that with a heart, a, a sincere heart to be a living epistle read of all men, which is what the scripture says we should be, that creates a, what happens is the spirit of the Lord really does a work in you such that <clears throat> he comes out. It's not you anymore. It's really the spirit of the Lord which comes out. And our God is an awesome God. He's a, he's a great and terrible God. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's a leader among all leaders. He is, he's the alpha and the omega. And if we, are, if we are his, then we ought to look like and be like and act like him. And yet he was meek and lowly of heart. 
So there's this balance of being the lion of Judah and the gentle as, you know, a um, lamb. And so it is that it's the Holy Spirit that really helps you to, to, to walk that balance. And so um, how does my faith, um, what does my, you know, what influence does my faith have on my leadership? I, I walk circumspectly. You know, I'm, I'm careful to how I treat others. Um, scripture says, you know, be careful how you, you know, entertain strangers because you could be entertaining an angel unawares. We just don't mm-hmm. know who we're meeting. And so um, we, we always have to behave um, in, in, in a way that we, we draw others to the Lord. And that doesn't mean, you know, you're syrupy. You have to be genuine and authentic for sure. Yes. But you're mm-hmm. always wanting to, to be the express image of Christ. And so that's how it functions for me and my leadership because of the authenticity in which I walk in that humility it draws people because they see someone who, you know, may have a, uh, you know, a strong um, presence, but yet it's not overpowering. You know how it's, you talked about, um, you know, being um, a Chanel um, woman. It's like someone wearing um, cologne. You can, they can either wear it and it's just like overwhelming and gives you a doggone headache. Or it can be so fragrant that you just want to, you know, you just want to stay there. It's like, it's like a bouquet of, of roses or, or a field of lilies. You just want to observe it and you want to, you know, you want more of it and you want more of it around you. And so yeah, leaders okay. are those who, um, who should be, you know, you don't have to be the president of, of the company. You can literally be, um, you know, the, the, the staff line worker and be the leader because of the manner in which you carry yourself, the God in you, work, working through you to be a resource to other people, being a light, being an answer, being a resource, being a helper. That's what being a leader is. It's not about demonstrating, you know, great strength and power and overwhelming people, but it is about being a sweet fragrance to people that when they are in need to you, when they have, you know, and when they want to bless, they think of you because they know you will steward that good thing. You will steward that opportunity. You will not take advantage of it. So that's how my faith influences my walk because I'm, I'm, I'm constantly hearing the word of the Lord saying, you know, what, oh, man, does God require of you but to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. And I hold to that, and I hold that, 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 that stick, um, you know, up against my walk, my daily walk, and I say, have I done this? And if I have, then, then I have led. That's good. You know, I, I believe that um, all Christians, you know, should be aware of their role as a leader and should work very hard to develop that skill within them. Um, because, you know, as, as you were a liaison, you know, we are liaisons for him. And wherever we are, that's our jurisdiction. Wherever we are, that's where he is. And if we're not aware of our role as a leader to be 
um, a resource to serve, to show mm-hmm. love, you know, to be good mm-hmm. stewards, uh, then it mm-hmm. is unfortunate for everyone around us. It really is. So thank you so much for saying that. So if you can just kind of tell us, you know, how can we support you in the work that you're doing? Because you guys do such great work. Um, you, you've made such a big difference for many, many churches and people of faith. What what can we do to support you in, in the things that you're doing? So the way you, the, the, the Christian community can help and support us is by allowing us to help and support you. Our website is ccv.org, ccv, ccv as in Victor, dot org. I invite your listening audience to go online, find out about us, um, sign up, register for um, either the Church Ambassador Network, which is the division of the organization that I lead. We also have a Joseph Council now in the wake of COVID-19, where we are resourcing the church in a lot of ways. So I invite your audience to to check us out and to to join us in this. We are your servants. We serve the body of Christ. We serve the church. And, um, you know, we've been doing that by the mercy and grace of God for 37 years. We started in 1983 in Cincinnati. We are, as I said, a nonprofit, nonpartisan, organization, which means that we are not a government-funded entity. We don't have, um, you know, we're not a corporation. We exist off of the um, charitable contributions and donations of people who share our faith values, who believe in the mission and the work that we do. God has been gracious and faithful. And so if that you're, someone in your listening audience is also you know, if they are, um, if, if God has graced them with, um, you know, the gift of, um, of giving and resourcing, you know, we ask you to support us in that way. But for sure, just becoming, um, you know, one who, who follows what we do and allow us to serve you. So when you register for our Faith Friday calls, um, when you register for any of our, um, our action alerts, when you get on our database, you allow us to serve you and to educate and equip and engage the body of Christ for the work of the ministry, which is to occupy, which is to take dominion and, and you know, um, and govern the earth. So let us help you do what God has called you to do by be, by joining and being a part of our database. So that's what I would say. And that website again was? www.ccv.org. That's please subscribe to ccv.org. They do fantastic Faith Friday calls and make COVID-19 to provide you with all the resources, uh, faith leaders with the resources that they need. Uh, to be uh, leaders in the community. It's a fantastic call where they have partnered with the governor's office, the faith-based and community initiatives. They've hosted guests such as uh, Senator Rob Portman. Uh, Today there was Attorney General Dave Yost. He was on the call. So I would really encourage you, if you are looking for a way to lead by example uh, and to find out what your church should be doing during this time, then please Go to ccv.org and find out how you can uh, get alerts for the Faith Friday calls. 
Uh, Director McNeil, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a wealth of information and encouragement. Uh, In closing, the Compassion Network is all about leadership from the perspective of faith. It takes great faith to be an advocate and stand up for what you believe in. People like Director McNeil need their faith to be bold and to dare to challenge opposition when they believe their freedoms are infringed upon. I hope that you were inspired by today's message. Visit CompassionNetworkPodcast.com or follow the Compassion Network on Facebook to learn more. We've got exciting guests coming up next week. Uh, that have wonderful, wonderful tools and resources for you. We'll be talking to someone who has made history uh, as the youngest mayor in the history of Ohio. He's not even 30 years old yet. So I hope you're looking forward to talking to him. But please stay tuned, guys. CompassionNetworkPodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Have a blessed evening. You are listening to the Compassion Network Podcast.